This episode is brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. It's beer. It's hoppy, trend-setting, innovative, served with a little sarcasm, just like Paperhouse Network. Paperhouse Network is hoppy? Uh, yeah? It's like beer for your ears. Get yourself a Voodoo Ranger! Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Rust Belt Rivals brought to you by Paper House Network. I am Pittsburgh Steeler fan Nick Angelo, joined by Cleveland Brown fan Simon Siegel. But before we get started, I just watched a new holiday movie on HBO Max called 8-Bit Christmas. And if you ever wanted to take a Christmas story and add the nostalgia of Stranger Things, you have 8-Bit Christmas featuring Neil Patrick Harris, who is just the absolute best. It's a really cool film if you're looking for something new this holiday season. But warning, you're going to cry like a little girl. Don't, don't, don't worry. I gave you the heads up on that one. But anyways, Simon, you and I are back from our trip from Cleveland. and we, I guess we just got out of town just before the COVID outbreak. So I guess we dodged a bullet there, huh? Yeah. Um... As of right now, the Browns have, we're recording this Wednesday, you're listening Thursday. As of right now, the Browns have 18 positives. Uh, So does the Washington football team, and the Rams have 16. So it's not like this is an isolated thing. This is happening everywhere. And this, this goes back to what the Players Association said at the beginning of the year about doing daily testing versus weekly. NFL wanted weekly. And the player association said, but the problem is if you have a pot, if you ever test negative on Monday, then on Tuesday, somebody comes in positive, then it's six days for it to spread around the facility. And there you go. Listen, the Browns for the Browns to have gotten to where they are with the way this season has gone. I'm not surprised at all. Who knows what's going to happen? The NFL is going to explore new protocols. I don't think it's going to be long before we see asymptomatic players, asymptomatic vaccinated players playing after testing positive. I don't think it's going to be that long because at the end of the day, it's about the bottom line. And so as of right now, the, the word is that they have not discussed moving or changing um, Saturday's game against the Raiders. Keep in mind, the Browns play Saturday uh, this week. It was moved up. It was flexed into that spot because of both teams at that point in time, you know, shot at the playoffs. I have to imagine they try and do something. I just think that it's not in the NFL's interests to go and cancel games. And listen, we know if it was the Ravens, they would have moved this game already. Uh, but it's the Browns. So, you know, they, they're they looking at us like the Broncos last year when they made him play a wide receiver at quarterback. I, I might be out there playing. Uh, Nick, you might be playing left tackle. We should have just stayed in Cleveland. We could have been reinforcements. We should um, we should have stayed in Cleveland. We could have hung out the uh, the jukebox. Big shout out to our all our fans that met up with us at the jukebox. Um, but but Simon, didn't the NFL say they weren't going to change games around this year? That if if a team couldn't field a team, they'd just take a loss, right? Didn't they say that? Do you remember last year when the Big Ten said that you had to have uh, six oh. games to qualify for the national championship, and the Ohio State had five, and they it, said, "Well, let's make an exception here." Yeah, it's just, so listen, again, know, but but the Browns aren't Ohio State. Browns aren't Ohio State, so that's the problem. Is if the, again, if this was the Ravens, if this is the Patriots, it's a different story. They're they're doing things to make sure that the game happens. Um, Everything is flexible and things are changing. I think that there's still a chance that they do. Am I hopeful? No. 
Um, but there's a chance, and, and we'll talk more about this game and, and if it gets played, what, what I think is going to happen later. Um, but going back to Cleveland, what, what did you think of, of Cleveland being in enemy territory? What were your thoughts? It was a shithole. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it, it was great. It was a great little weekend that we had there. We had a lot of fun. We did a lot of things. Uh, want to give a, another shout out to the old angle tavern who may or may not have served me the best bloody Mary I've ever had. So if you're in the Cleveland area in the Ohio city area, uh, check out the old angle tavern. West side market was awesome. Me and you went to a Cavs game and had a blast. And I also went to the casino and took all their money because that's what people from Pittsburgh do, Simon. We come to Cleveland and we fucking win. Jackpots. Oh, Woo! You, you, can, you, 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 can, you can go ahead and send some of that money over your buy-in uh, for fantasy, Mr. Uh, I might be taking the SATs this year. Uh, for those who don't know, the league that we're in, the big loser will have to retake the SATs. So uh, I did not make the playoffs. Uh, in fact, I got to admit something to everyone. Uh, I didn't make the playoffs in a single one of my leagues this year. Uh, I attribute that to uh, the Dak Prescott uh, conundrum that I put myself into. I'm to blame, but so is Dak and that awful Cowboys offense. I will forever hate Dak Prescott. So congratulations, Dak. You're back on my shit list. But, you know, it was a wild season for fantasy. I think a lot of people had to deal with a lot of injuries, and it just, it just kind of just kind of how it – it kind of uh, this shook out that way. Simon, I know you finished first with most points. You 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 dominated. You had Tra- Travis Kelsey, which seems to be. You take a do me a favor, fans. Look at the number one team in your league. Look at their tight end. Is it Kelsey? Is it Andrews? I bet it is. Just something to think about for next year. I'm already planning for next year. But you know, before we jump into our trip, Simon. Let's do our top five, bottom five. We haven't updated this in a couple weeks. A lot has changed throughout the entire season. I think we're going to have probably the same teams, but I'm very interested in to see where you have it shaking out. So why don't you start with your top five teams in the league? All right. Um, we have at number one. Uh, this, is, this is a tough one. It's really a 1A, 1B. I, I, I went back and forth. It's a battle of the bays. Um, and I've got Green Bay at number one, um, and then I've got Tampa Bay at number two. Uh, following up them, you've got the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs. Um, then we have uh, probably a, a surprise up here, but I like the way they played, even though the, you know a third of their team's got COVID now. The Los Angeles Rams I've got at number four, and then I've got, of course, at number five, your Bill Belichick-coached New England Patriots. Wow. Wow, you didn't even keep. You didn't even do the. Yeah, I mean, you just hate the Cardinals. You're gonna stick with that bet. All right. Did you Did you watch the same Monday night game that I watched? Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals showed exactly who I thought they were. Kyler Murray's gonna throw some picks. He's gonna take some sacks. Uh, they're just not a good enough team. And DeAndre Hopkins is out the year, um, or at least they're out for the rest of the regular season. Like they hope to get him back in the playoffs. James Conner was going on for under an MRI. I know they're getting Chase Edmonds back, but I just, I, I don't see it with that team. I just don't see it. But I'm, who do you have? What does your top five look like? Well, my top five, I, you could do, you could be, a, there could be a tie for five, and that is between the Cardinals and the Rams. I think both those teams are, are, are good teams. I think the Rams hit a speed, a little speed bump in the last, 
last couple uh, weeks, they kind of righted the ship. And the Cardinals, I, like I said, you know, they're going to lose to the Rams, but they're still a good team. So I have them at five. At number four, I do have the Patriots, which is kind of – they should be higher, but I just can't put them up higher. And then I have the the Bucks. I have the Bucks because they they aren't dominating teams. They're just finding ways to win, and that's what good teams do. I am not worried about them getting into the playoffs or anything like that. They're just kind of doing what they need to do, which brings me to my number two team, the Green Bay Packers, and number one – because this isn't college football and there's no ranking system, I'm looking at the eyeball test, and for the last six weeks, the Kansas City Chiefs have looked dominant. The last three weeks, they've held their opponent to exactly nine points each. Their defense is dominating teams, and when they play the Raiders, their offense looks unstoppable. I'm telling you right now, the hottest team in the league are, are the Chiefs, just like I told you. In the next four weeks, I think they're going to keep steamrolling, and then by the time they get to the playoffs, the only thing that might slow them down is the number one seed bye week. That's the only thing I can see slowing them down right now. Well, that in the whole um, COVID thing. But I, the Chiefs are the best team in the league right now. And the Packers, you were right. Business as usual in Green Bay. So uh, we have it. We got it pretty much similar. I still am way higher on the Cardinals than you are. But let's move over to the bottom of the barrel. Um, my fifth least best team. 27th, 28th, I believe. 28th. 28th, it would be uh, the Carolina Panthers. They stink. They just they're they are not a good team. Uh, they they had a chance to at least be better than Atlanta, and Atlanta is now Atlanta's still alive for the playoffs, by the way. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, next up are, are those pesky Detroit Lions. I'm hoping, but when by the time the season ends and we do this at the at the end of the season. The Lions will play their way out of the bottom five. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm rooting for. But as of right now, they're almost there, but they're 29. That's certainly not what the Lions are rooting for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then I got the Houston Texans, who just – they're a bad team, but they're not as bad as the New Jersey Jets, who are so bad that no one's even talking about it. Like It's like – it's very quiet in New York. Like the teams, are, the Giants and the Jets are so bad that you don't even hear people complaining. Because normally, all the hope gets flown out of there, flown out of the air here in New York, and they everyone complains and like, oh, this could have been the year, but uh, the stupid. Co-. It's they're just no one's saying anything because they're just that bad. But the worst team in the league, the worst team in sports, the worst professional coaching job I've ever seen in my entire life, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll put a pin in that one i'll let you give me your bottom five and i'm sure we'll get back to jacksonville yeah i mean we'll we'll get there uh in a minute so i've got i've got the jets uh as my 28th worst team um and i i don't think that the jets are as as bad as i i think that they're a bottom five team but i think they're just hurt they lost a lot of guys this year and they have a lot of guys a couple of guys who i was high on before the draft and then the fantasy draft in Elijah Moore and Michael Carter who are really coming on before they got hurt and I think there's a lot of potential on that Jets team moving forward I think they have a good coach I think Robert Sala is going to write the ship there there's definitely question marks at quarterback but I think they were injury a bit more than anything um at 29 I then have the New Jersey Giants um and the reason that I have the Jets ahead of them is the Giants, while they do have some talent there, they need to blow up that front office and head coaching position immediately. Um, then I have the Jacksonville Jaguars at 30. Um, 
I mean, I have Evan Bear because there's no way that Urban Meyer lasts another season, right? Like, there, I at least know that, that he, he is done in a couple of weeks. And a couple of weeks will be his last week because you can't, you just can't do it. You can't be kicking veteran kickers uh, during camp. Like, hold on. Uh, hold on. Can, do we want, can we talk about this now or do you want to give me your last two? I, I mean, I'll give you my last two. Um, I've got the Detroit Lions. Um, who the only reason they're not the worst team for me is they at least managed a tie against you guys, which that just brings me joy every time I think about <laughs> it. Um, but then I have the worst team in the league, who is the Houston Texans. Houston Texans are god-awful. Like, that is the worst team in the league. Because I have no idea what the direction and what the future is, because they are just bad. You, uh, okay, you, you, you have very solid points, but let me ask you, just, just, Purely from a fan level, who would you rather be rooting for right now? The Houston Texans or the dumpster fire that is in Duval? Um, who would I be rather be rooting for? Yeah. Uh, let's say God. let's say they don't fire Urban Meyer. They, I mean, that's then they are then then this is the Rachel Phelps approach to moving a team out of a city like this is like that's that's the only thing that like there must be some kind of contract that Khan has where if attendance dips below a certain amount boom UK baby can we yeah that might actually be what he's doing Oh, I, I now now I have a great uh, this amazing image of a of the players peeling off uh, uh is it would it be Shad Khan or would it be uh Urban Meyer? Who would be, be Urban Meyer? Be? Well, apparently that's already what they're doing in the locker room. Is they're all getting together to see either a commit these uh, uh, uh say these outrageous lies to get them out of there, or Urban Meyer is actually doing these things. And he's an awful human being. He's Did you see? Things. He's an awful human being. He's an awful human being. All he's he's done nothing but. If, if first off, folks, I don't give a shit about what he did in Utah. I don't care what he did in Florida, and I sure as hell don't care what he did in Ohio State. This is professional football, and he's not very good at leading. He won in all those places. Yeah, yeah, that is great. the difference. That is, yeah. If he was winning in Jacksonville, we wouldn't be talking about this. Well, exactly, because he would be a good coach at the pro level, but he's not. You have the entire locker room of your coaches saying all these things. Your your franchise quarterback comes out and actually has to say to the media, hey, why isn't James Robinson playing? He's really good. Urban Meyer was asked why they didn't do a QB sneak, and he said that Trevor Lawrence has never ran a QB sneak, and he wasn't comfortable doing that. First off, you don't need to be comfortable doing it. You take the ball and you lunge forward. That's the, That's it, folks. That's all it is. There's no NFL insider information here. You say hut like you always do, and you lean forward. That's it. Trevor Lawrence was like, um, "No, I. That's not. A, that's not a thing." I mean, he's constantly throwing his players and his coaches under the bus. He is an awful coach. But just before we got on air, former kicker Josh Lambeau said that in practice, while he was stretching. Urban Meyer came up to him and kicked him on a scale from one to 10. He said it was five, kicked him and said, Hey, dipshit, why don't you make your kicks? And then Josh Lambeau apparently said, Hey, pardon my vulgarity, but don't ever fucking kick me again. And which Urban Meyer allegedly said, I'm the head ball coach around here. I can kick whoever the fuck I want. 
There's no way that happened. <laughs> there is why, why, no why way you, that happened. Wait, how? how what, I absolutely believe that Urban Meyer would come up and kick a player, and the player would be like, "What the fuck? You can't do that." And then Urban Meyer would say, "Yes, I fucking can. I'm the head coach." That's absolutely like, <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. What, I can't, wait, what part? I what can't part wrap of that my do brain around. Believe? I just can't believe that that would actually happen in a professional situation. That because I, I can't he's, believe. He, he, because I can't, that's, Simon, I can't believe. That's not, how, that's not how college kids are treated. College kids are not treated as in a prof- in a professional situation. And that's why he treats them like they're college kids. And that's so you why mean he can't to tell, do that. So mean he, that's what he was doing in Ohio State, going up to people, kicking them, and then saying, hey, dipshit, how about you make your kicks? I mean, just that's the point of it, too. Look, I'm not saying that he didn't do it because he's not a bad person. I'm, I'm saying it's unbelievable because it's literally unbelievable that he would use the word dipshit, kick a guy, and then Josh Lambeau – has to like make himself look good in this story and said, well, then I said, pardon my vulgarity. No, no, no. He was saying, pardon my vulgarity to the guy interviewing them. He was saying, pardon my vulgarity, but this is what I said. Fuck you. Don't kick me. He wasn't, he didn't say that he was saying pardon my vulgarity to urban Meyer. He just turned around and told Urban Meyer, don't fucking do that. He was talking to the reporter interviewing him and 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 then pardon my vulgarity. But then, (laughs) But then, yes, yeah, I find it unbelievable as well. Yeah, that's that's that, that kicked him, and then Josh Lambo said, "Pardon my vulgarity, but don't fucking do that again." <laughs> that yes, I do find well, that unbelievable. But then he says, "I'm the head ball coach. I can kick whoever I want." 100%, there's no, 100%. there's no way a human being could do that in today's day and age. If that's the case, then where are all the he had to have been able. He's had to been doing this to other players. I'm sorry, I've got Dan Snyder on line two here. <laughs> Dan Snyder on line two. It is just so funny. It is that that story is so funny. Going up to a kicker and saying, kicking him, you kicked me. Kicking him and saying, hey, dipshit, how about you make your kicks? <laughs> it's it's too good. What a dumpster fire Jacksonville is. Urban Myers better fake his his next stroke to get out of there before he gets fired because he might the onslaught might be coming. Because it seems like every day now someone's coming out and be like, Oh yeah, he is kind of a prick. And usually this is the type of behavior that gets you banished out of college teams. But I guess when you win, nobody gives a shit when you kick players and say, Hey, I'm the head ball coach around here. I'll kick whoever I want. Right? Victory's is that how tough. it is? Oh, my sweet, sweet Lord. Urban Meyer, you have been entertaining us all. I'm actually going to miss him next year. I, we might, he, he might actually not be the coach by the time this airs, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. Listen, he was, he listen, was a lot of fun the, this year. If the NFL has taught me nothing, it's even when a head coach as awful and hilarious as Urban Meyer gets fired, it will somehow turn around and give you better material the next season. So yeah, trust well, me. Ur- it's Urban Meyer will only die to give us something something new and hilarious. Well, the Chicago Bears might be in a, in a position for a new coach, and he might go back to uh, coaching Justin Fields. Although, no, there's no professional franchise that would bring him. He's gonna have to go back to the college ranks, right? Spe- speaking of, speaking of coaches and like failing in the, have you ever read about Lou Holtz in the NFL? His mm, failed season? No, I don't think so. Oh, oh my god! Who did he coach? The Vikings? It, the Jets? Oh, that's right. He coached the Jets, and he had the Jets singing college, like college football style, like fight songs, like 
it was like do everyone do like we're, we're, we're going on a tangent here but do yourselves a favor and go out and read that you can find like a history of the batshit crazy shit that Lou Holtz tried to do in the NFL and that's why I'm convinced that like for every Lou Holtz there's an Urban Meyer and they're like it's the gift that keeps on giving baby Lou, Lou Holtz is such an he's another one you hear him speak and from a from the, the how I'd he says not. things the, the way the way he says things like Sylvester the cat is just like how does anyone take him serious and then the actual content of his words you're like how's this guy one of the winningest coaches of all time it just makes no sense to me but you know what we are getting off on a tangent here. Uh, I say we take our Voodoo Ranger trip around the league. We're going to give you our picks of this week, as well as maybe drop some fantasy nuggets for those who are still playing. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna take the next couple of weeks and relax and not have to worry about COVID nineteen striking my bench completely empty. But you know where are we going to first, Simon? We're starting off tonight, Thursday night, and what a hell of a matchup! We've got the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. I'll let, I'll let you take this one since these are your number one Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I'll tell you what. The Chargers started off super hot, and then they kind of took – they kind of cold off a little bit, and then they kind of just did what I thought they were going to do, be a pretty good team. Uh, nothing, is, nothing is for sure in the AFC. I was actually just doing a the playoff machine on ESPN for the last two hours. And I was predicting everything. And uh, spoiler alert, Steelers are going to make the playoffs in week 18 when the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Colts. That's the only way I actually had it happening. So I went back and did it 13 times. And that usually is the scenario that I find ourselves. But anyways, I digress. Uh, nothing is for sure in the AFC. So these games are important. AFC West wide open. Chargers are at home. But like I said in the beginning, the Chiefs are the best team in the league right now. And they're going to continuously pour it on. They've won six in a row. I'm saying they're going to win seven. I like the Chiefs. And for those who are following me for 50-unit Thursday, I am taking the Chiefs minus three. You agree? Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs here. The Chargers, Eckler's banged up. They've they've underperformed this year. They, they definitely have. Justin Herbert is a stud. He is going to be a great quarterback for that franchise for years to come. But I agree with you, the Chiefs are clicking right now. They know this is the time to turn it on and kind of lock things up. So I'm going to take the Chiefs here as well. All right, up next, we're going to go to Saturday. Saturday! Um, we, we have two games scheduled for Saturday as of right now. We'll skip the first one and loop back there. The second, though, we've got the Patriots at the Colts. And... Listen, I'm, I've been high on this Pats team for a little while now. I'm going to stick with them. I think that defense is playing well. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor has been the, the fantasy number one this year down the stretch, but Bill Belichick takes away your best weapon. I'm going to say that he clamps down on that with good run D, forces Carson Wentz to win that ball with his arm, which I just don't believe that will do against that Pats team. So I'm taking the New England here. How about you? You – you're so right when th this matchup is so intriguing because Belichick is going to somehow take away Jonathan Taylor. The Colts need this game. The Patriots are pretty much 98% chance with getting in the playoffs. The Colts are not. The Colts need this game. It's at home. So what does that mean? No Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz is going to have to beat the Patriots. I don't like those odds. But let's not forget about the coach on the other side of the field. Frank Reich is also a really good coach. He's going to get that defense, which is very underrated, 
to slow down Mac Jones in that run game. I think this game is going to be very ugly in the sense of there's going to be no scoring, but it's going to be fun if you like defense. And I think I'm going to take the Colts in a surprise just because they need it more. They've lost some close ones that they let get away. I think the Colts, if the Colts win this game and Jonathan Taylor goes off, look out. They might make a run. I think they're going to win a close one here, um, but we'll see. That's going to be that's going to be a fun one for those who like defense. Where are we headed to on Sunday? All right, we've got Panthers at the Bills at one p.m. Well, uh, Panthers are in my bottom five. They are they are a done team. Buffalo, they look like they. I think they've been exposed. We all know that they're not as good as we thought they were going to be, but they're still scrappy and decent. Uh, Josh Allen's a little banged up. But, hey, give them credit, man. They were getting their asses handed to them by Tampa Bay, and they forced that game to go to overtime. So there's still fight left in those bills. I think Carolina coming to Buffalo is exactly what they need to get back on the winning ways. So I'm going to take Buffalo. As much as we all know my feelings on Buffalo, it's just hard to take the Panthers here with that current, you know, P.J. Walker, Cam Newton combo platter they're serving. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bills here, but kind of begrudgingly because I do think that the Panthers' defense is good enough to take advantage of mistakes by a Bills team that has certainly regressed this year far more than I expected it to. But um, I'm still enjoying it nonetheless. Right, up next, we have the ooh your your Arizona Cardinals at your pesky Lions. Is this how is this how the Lions play their way out? Is, is this what you, I mean? Is this the only week that you're actually going to take the Lions? Um, as much as I dislike the Cardinals, I think the Lions are a bad team with not enough talent. And even without DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, possible without, you know, James Conner, I think there are enough weapons. They can make it work with Christian Kirk and AJ Green and Chase Edmonds. And uh, I just, Lions are bad. And, they're, just, they're not going to get it done against an Arizona team that is still that is fighting for that one seed because I don't think they want to travel to Green Bay. I don't think that they want to travel to the Rams. I think that they want to be more in control here, and so that means you got to beat the one eleven and one Lions. Yeah, I think the the Cardinals win this game. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the rest of the regular season, which may come back to, to bite them in the butt. James Conner is obviously questionable, um, but the Lions just don't have it yet. Uh, this ain't next year, and this ain't the end of the season. I'm saying as of right now, the Cardinals are in my top five. That might drastically change by the time we get to the playoffs time. But this week, I like the Redbirds. Where are we going to next? All right, we got a battle in the AFC East. The Jets traveling to Miami and the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins. I think we both think the Jets stink. Uh, whether or not you want to chalk that up to injury or whatnot, they're just not good. Uh, Miami's playing good football there. They've been, they've been hot this second half of the season, you know, and they're not getting a lot of, um, not a lot of looks of sneaking their way into the playoffs. I think they got, I mean, they're, they're percentage wise. If you look at Kanaki on NBC, uh, the percentage wise is very low, but that AFC is wide open. Anything can happen. The dolphins are still playing for a playoff spot. They at least get to take down their division rival of the jets coming to South beach. So I like the dolphins. All right, I, I'm going to take the Dolphins, but I think the Jets win another game or two before the end of the season. Interesting. I, I just, I, 
the Dolphins don't scare me, but the Jets, as beat up as they are, don't scare me either. Um, if it was if this is two weeks later and Elijah Moore and Michael Carter back on the field, I think I take the Jets. But I think right now they're a little too banged up for for me to take them against a Dolphins team that is playing well. I just think it's a long road, a hard road for them to get to playoffs. The other teams that are ahead of them. Um, up next, we're going to go to the NFC East. We've got the Cowboys traveling to the New Jersey Giants. Um, uh, uh, yeah, you go ahead. Go first on this one. I like the Cowboys. Honestly, the Cardinals weren't my number six team. The Cowboys were in terms of my power rankings. So I'm going to take Dallas here. I don't like the Giants. I haven't. I think that what's the problem with the Cowboys right now is they're not putting up the big plays that they were earlier in the season. I think they find a way to rectify this against a Giants team that I think is just going to spiral. And this is the beginning of the end for Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman, I, th- I I hope, at least for Giants fans' sakes. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the beginning of the end for Judge. Court adjourned. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys, of course, because the Giants stink. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man, this offense, it, it is the, the defense blew out Washington last week, but yet Dak and that offense somehow with bonehead play calls and just poor overall play allowed – the Washington football team to come back in that game. I am not confident in this offense. Maybe they can get it together in New Jersey against the Giants. Let me ask you a really quick question because I want to brag, a humble little brag here, and we don't have to get too much into it. But just as a side note, sidebar, Micah Parsons is. He has not only played himself into defensive rookie of the year, he's now in the talks of defensive player of the year. And it ain't wrong, okay? Penn State had a fantastic signing day today, as for those who know and follow college football. Do you do you think that the, the that the way the pros, rookies in NFL do perform helps recruiting classes? Do, is that a, do you think that goes a long way, or is that just not really a thing? And we don't have to spend much time I, on this. I was just very I, curious. I so I think that yes, to a degree, but I because I because I think that if you were to ask what wide receiver you is and what defensive back you is right now, it's Ohio state. And I think that that's a thing that's out there now is Penn state linebacker. You, I don't know, maybe, but like that's Micah Parsons is a good start to get you there. Like that's, that's how you get that kind of name. So I do think that they're correlated. Do I think that Micah Parsons necessarily drove traffic this year? I, I don't know. I think that's a little thin. Yeah, yeah. Just curious. Uh, also, I think two teams in the SEC would vehemently disagree with that uh, assessment of wide receiver U and D back U. But you know, come at me. LSU would, without a doubt, even if they were wrong, LSU would would scream that they are uh, secondary U or whatever. And then Alabama has put some pretty good wide receivers in the draft the last couple years. So. Uh, that's a that's a debate we can have maybe at, at the bar. Maybe we'll go back to the jukebox and have a couple more drinks there. Um, but let's move on into the uh, the trip. Where are we going to next? All right. We're going to stay in the NFC East. We've got uh, the Washington football tri- team uh, traveling to the city of your dreams, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I think Washington, they burn too, they burn too hard. Is that, a, is that a line? Burn too fast, burn too hard. 
burn too hot. I don't know, but they, uh, they're, I think they're cooling off, especially now Terry McLaren. He, he got his bell rung. I don't know if he's going to be playing. If, if he does, I, he probably isn't a hundred percent. Tyler Henneke is who we thought he was. He's okay at best. Philadelphia, I think they are getting healthy. They had to buy at the right time. Jalen Hurts should be good, or at least Miles Sanders and Howard are trending upwards. I like the Eagles at home here. Uh, they still got a chance in the playoffs as well. I think Washington's going to kind of fade away as much as they kind of resurrected their, their season the last couple weeks. I think they're done. I like the Eagles. How about you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Washington here. I think that they... I don't know, they're fighting. I think that a lot of people counted them out after the slow start, after the injuries. And even though the Eagles are coming off the bye, I think that there's maybe some question marks on Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew. Currently, they're splitting reps in practice. And I know that's you know maybe just because they don't want to get Hurts hurt again. I uh, can't come off that injury, but we'll see. I just I just don't know. I, I They're entering into unsteady water here, and I don't know that Philadelphia knows what it wants to be just yet, where I think at least Washington knows what it wants to be, even if it's not quite there yet. Um, All right, up next, we've got the Texans at the Jaguars. My God, they're going to televise this somewhere? (laughs) Is this the the hilarity bowl? Is this the Comedy Central bowl? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, uh, You're going to make me pick one here? Um, I guess I'll go... Texans? Yeah, hey, dipshit. I'm going to take the Texans this one. Let's let's not spend much time on it. Where are we going to next? Uh, Here's here's a fun little battle. We got the Bengals at the Broncos in the Mile High City. Uh, Once again, AFC wide open. Broncos are still alive somehow. The Bengals, man, what you just can't figure them out. Uh, I think that loss against 49ers had a little bit more to do with what's happening in San Francisco, but we'll get there in just the game. I'm going to take the Bengals here. Um, playing in Denver is tough, and if you're banged up or just don't know how to stack wins, this is going to be a tough game for them to win, but I think it's a, the pressure's on them. It's their division to win, and I think the Denver Broncos are a good team to try and get that done with. So I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm, I'm going to go with the Broncos here because I think that I think that the big debate is can the Bengals win the big game? Can they, you know, get over the yips? I don't, I don't know that they can. I, I think we've seen them kind of treading water here recently. And, and yeah, there's, there's been some sparks, but there's been some bad, bad games in there as well. Um, I think the Broncos are kind of feisty. I like the way that, Broncos defense has has played at times, even since Von Miller's departure has been fun to watch. Um, Cortland Sundin disappearing, really a devastating blow to fantasy managers out there. Um, but Javante Williams, speaking of a guy that we both liked coming into the draft, uh, just coming at an absolute monster out there, and he is going to make Broncos fans happy forever. I'm going to go with the Broncos here. Interesting. If Yeah, okay. Where are we going to next? I've right, got the Falcons at the Niners. The Falcons are playing hot. The Niners are too. I'm going to take San Francisco here. I, I think they're going to get healthier. They're going to get Eli Mitchell back this week. I don't know what the Falcons are. Uh, the Falcons are 
Falcons are still a bad team. Even if their record doesn't say they are, I think they're treading, they're treading water right now and they need a new quarterback and they, they need a lot of things. Um, I just don't, I just don't buy them against the Niners here, uh, especially traveling to San Francisco. Yeah. Atlanta is still a bad team just because you beat up on the Panthers and you beat up on the, the, the saints that doesn't make, make you any good. Uh, they're a bad team. San Francisco. I'm going to tell you what, I know he's been playing, but there has been a resurgence the last two weeks, and that is George Kittle. He is dominant, and he single-handedly – well, not single-handedly, but he was a main reason why they beat the Bengals last week and the main reason why I'm not in the playoffs in fantasy football this year because he crushed me. George I, Kittle I – think, think if you go back to the tight end preview from this year – I was the one who was saying, give me those George Kittle stock. And sure enough. But he was, he was a little, he was, some games he was hurt and some games he was just missing. He wasn't the George Kittle we thought he could be for a lot of part of this season. But the last couple weeks he has been, and that has probably got a lot of teams into the playoffs. And last week he probably bounced out a lot of teams. As for this game, I'm taking San Francisco at home. You said it, Elijah Mitchell is going to be playing, or Eli Mitchell is going to be playing. And I I think that they're, they're, uh, they're really coming together. I, that's a good coach team, and Debo is back. Brandon Ayuk is getting involved, and Kittle, and they're running. That's All of a sudden that offense, Jimmy G just has to – all he has to do is look good, and he's good at doing that. So I like the Niners here. So where are we headed to next? All right, we've got the Seahawks traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, look, the Seahawks beat Houston last week. Big deal. I don't care. They're still a bad team. I know the a I say this all the time. AFC West will cannibalize each other. I just think the Rams kind of shook off a lot of this, although they're getting crushed with COVID too. Um, apparently not Tyler Higby though. False negative. Uh, but I, I like the Rams. They, I think that was a big confidence booster. They looked good. They looked good against Arizona and I don't have any faith in Seattle. So I like the Rams here. False positive. what I say? False negative? False, False negative. negative. Well, who, what's the difference anymore? Well, who, what, nobody knows anything. What, who cares? Yeah. 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 Your test is, yeah, there's three lines. You're, you're good. Anyway, I'll take the, <laughs> take the Rams in this one. Um, I just think they're the better team than the Seahawks. Uh, that, that's a team that needs a new head coach. Uh, let's go with Packers-Ravens. Um, I know where we're both rooting, um, and I'm certainly taking the Packers. Uh, Lamar Jackson day-to-day after Brown's knocking him out with an ankle sprain uh, this last Sunday. I, I just... The Ravens got back into that game, but that felt more like, hey, this is Cleveland. This is what Cleveland does. Then it felt like the Ravens were a good team. Cleveland was the better team in that first 30 minutes by far. Um, the Packers are just good. They're a very good team. And I, I really, I, I need, but I, I also believe that the Packers are going to deal a pretty devastating blow to the Ravens this weekend. Yeah, I agree. 100% Packers are there. They almost were my number one overall team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a good, he's good, good at what he does. Um, as for Baltimore, you're right. They're beat up. They are beat up. Uh, and here's something, and I'm not saying this cause I'm anti Baltimore. They might not win a game the rest of the year. Look at their remaining schedule. Oh, no, They might not win a game the rest of the year. Oh no. Uh Oh, 
Does that mean they're going to go four and zero? Did I just do it? Did uh, I do it again? Did I do it? Do it? Did I do it again? Oh fuck! I'm not. I mean, I'm not re-recording this episode, so I guess, I guess, this is it, folks? Just you remember, you 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 heard it here first. I said, I said, I said, might. <laughs> Where we had to do next? We got Saints Buccaneers Sunday Night Football. Bucks. Saints are decimated. I don't care about Tay Tay. He stinks. Uh, look, Alvin Kamara does not stink, and he'll keep that team in a ball game. But Tampa's just going to at home on prime time. Saints just don't have it, so I'm taking Tampa. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tampa here. I just I, I think that their foot is on the pedal because listen, there Tampa's ten and three. They're in the thick of that. Like they want they want that one seed as well. Like there's there the going to seven teams was i mean it was a money grab and it's just more football to watch it was a great idea great idea just it's brilliant like the one team buy makes it so much more crucial and like the nfc is giving you what you want down the stretch this year the afc is giving it to you too but not in quite a sexy manner like they're they're just stumbling to who gets the one seed whereas the nfc actually was putting some finesse on it um yeah i'm taking the bucks here um, Monday night football, we're going to the uh, the NFC North. We've got the Vikings at the Bears. I'm going to take the Vikings here. The Bears aren't good. They could have very well been in my bottom five. Nagy needs to be shown the door. That that team is just not a great team. And the Vikings, they, they've got some talent. Holy shit. Dalvin Cook going from oh he's not playing this week to holy shit run two hundred yards, man, hate be, hate to be the defense that gave that up. Did you see those holes, Simon? You could have ran for a hundred yards in that game, Jesus Christ! But that we'll get to we'll get to that other end of that game in just a moment. I'm also going to take the Vikings, the Bears. Look, the Bears are they're playing tough. I said this from the jump that as soon as Justin Fields gets into the game, gets in this year. He's going to take his bumps. He's going to take his bruises. He's going to look good at times. He's going to look bad at times, and it's not going to translate into Ws. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings, although I believe these teams meet each other again within two weeks, and I might flip it. This might be a, a 50-50 here, but for this week, I'm going to take the Vikings just because they're coming off a, a, a nice win that uh, they almost blew. But anyways, uh, I'll take the guys in purple. So that brings us to our game. Do we want to go back to Saturday and talk about the the COVID bowl? It's a it's a real shame because like every everything, you know, going back to two weeks ago, I said it sucks to be in a situation where it's win out and get some help, but that's where we are. So that's what we got to do. And since I said that. The Browns have won Well, they were on by, but then they won and they've gotten the help that they've needed. Things are stacked. They are currently in the grand scheme of the playoff hunt. The Browns are, would be the, would be the eight seed right now, just out of the playoffs. And the Raiders should be a winnable game. The Raiders at home on a reeling season should be a winnable game. I still think that it is. Now, granted, we need some help from the NFL because I don't think that without 
a couple of guys getting reinstated, whether that's due to some, you know, false positives. I don't think these are, I don't think these are false positives at this point. Like, let's be clear. I think it's a COVID outbreak that's just on the team right now. And the faulty ways that they test, it should have been detected earlier, but they, they didn't know. Um, I'm going to take the Browns in a, a December late Hanukkah miracle that <laughs> either the NFL intervenes or Nick Chubb just is able to drive it down their throats and the defense is be able to come up big. Like the Oakland offense doesn't scare me. They're not dynamic in the same way that the Ravens offense is. Now, if our offense can't stay on the field, well, that's another story. And like, eventually they're going to break. I'm taking the Browns here because we're in the thick of it. Our back is against the wall. And honestly, if anything, what the Browns are, are hopefully saying and the way they're operating in these virtual meetings is you were literally here last year. You've done this before. This happened to you. You shouldn't be surprised. Like, like we just got to get shit done. And, and that's that. So I'm going to take the Browns in a messy one. Well, Kevin Stefanski is not going to coach because he has positive, or he has a positive test. But guess what, folks? I've heard that one before. Didn't help. Browns are riddled with COVID. However, I think the Raiders are just a broken team. Nothing would make me happier than hearing that giant, crappy stadium that you call up there, the next to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, not steal the Steelers' chant. Can we admit that? The here we go, Brownies, here we go. That is just, you, you blatantly it's, stole it's, that from the Steelers. It's, it's what every fucking team, like, I, so this no, is not. the thing, that you and you exist in this universe where everything revolves around three rivers and everyone puts french fries on sandwiches. That's not how it works. There's a whole wide great world out there who do other things that aren't stolen from you. You stole You're our chant. You, you, you stole our chant. You don't put French fries on your sandwiches. That's why they stink. And you, you, you just you, you stole our chant. And not That's everybody it. does that that cadence. Here we go, Steelers. Here we. You literally stole it and just put in brownies. Which, anyways, I'm also taking the Browns in this game. I think the Raiders are just uh, they're just broken. They're done. The Chiefs have completely stuck the fork in them as well. I think the Browns win a tight, close one. But I agree with you. I think the weather, I think the weather plays a factor in this game, and the Browns win it at home. So, as much as I uh, want to give you shit for stealing our chance, I still think you're going to win this game. So, it could be in- it could be interesting come the next couple of weeks when the Browns and Steelers play again. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go over to the Three Rivers. 412 Pittsburgh's host in Tennessee this week. Simon, who do you have in this one? I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Titans. Like the, I've, I've liked the Titans up to this point in the season. I've been high on them, even as banged up as they are. They are finding ways to win games and that that's not going to stop me, especially against a team that has a, dead a dead Ben an offensive line that it's it's just not good enough a defense that has been decimated by injury by age what have you it's 
it's a team that is that needs to rebuild and just hasn't accepted it quite yet. This will be that final blow. I'm taking the Titans here by two scores. Here's the thing about that Viking game, which seems like it happened a goddamn year ago. Do you know how rare and painful as a fan it is to, in the same game, get embarrassed and yet still lose a devastating heartbreaker? Like, that happened in the same game. The same game, we got embarrassed. I was ready to go to bed at halftime and be like, well, let's see what Sidney Crosby and the boys are doing. But yet, by the end of the game, I'm on the edge of my couch with my head down in my hands because, ooh, we were that close. I don't know how we did that. But what that tells me is they're not completely terrible. If that defense can stay healthy, and I think that they are, and I'm talking about Carlos Davis and Isaiah Bugs coming in on the, fr- on that, uh, on the defensive line, TJ Watt stays healthy, Joe Hayden has a chance of coming back. I think we can hang with some teams. I don't think Tennessee's that good. I've been saying it all year. I'm going to take the Steelers at home in this one, and then next week we're going to get then embarrassed by the Chiefs. I want to talk about something, though, because I might be right, I might be wrong in the outcome of this game, but I was right about something. If you... We're a Chase Claypool fan going into last <laughs> Thursday. How could you possibly still be a Chase Claypool fan on Friday? Can you explain that to me? Can you, Simon, there are certain times where when I'm right, I just, I'm, I'm very humble. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I, I, it's what I thought and it came true, you know. But there's all the times when I say things and people get really upset at me and really mad and they call me names and say that I'm an idiot. And all I can do is sit there and go, just wait. You're thinking of those 12-year-olds tw- who chased you off of Twitter, aren't Here, you? Here, yo, those kids. I fucking hate those kids. Take that, Chase Claypool fans. Here we are, folks. Here we are. How can you how can you possibly be a fan of this kid? Mike Tomlin did a very good job of not because listen up, Coach Meyer. This is how you do it. He didn't throw him under the bus. He was asked it. He knew he was going to be asked about it in the press conference, and he said he's like he basically said he was a young knucklehead that's going to learn. A lot of other kids are young and they're learning. But, but you know, the way Thomas said it, you know he lit a fire under his ass and said, if you ever do this bullshit again, there's the door. He's a punk. Always has been. He ain't going to change overnight. Got a 15-yard penalty in the beginning of that game. Then he doesn't block for shit. And then at the end of the game, you, I, you already know what he did. I don't have to relive it. I, I, yeah, no, because I've watched it over and over and over on a loop. It's just... It's so magical, just the complete, utter lack of awareness in terms of game situation and how you operate there and what your teammates are expecting and asking of you in the moment. Like, it, like, like it's, go back and watch it again. I might watch it right now. Go on, you, you, can, you can continue. I'm, I'm going to just go over here. It's, a, it's, un, it's uncalled for. It's absolutely uncalled for. It's dumb. And... It, I told you that Steeler Nation will eventually turn their back on this kid because he's a punk and he's going to never mature into a good football player, especially for Pittsburgh, because as I can coach, as I can quote the great coach, the standard is the standard. He's not going to live up to it. How much 
how how much do you want back from the Patriots for him? I mean, what what? And here's a here's the thing about the Steelers. I was looking at their free agents. We ain't gonna sign a single one. Uh, Edmonds is gone. Juju's gone. Ben's gone. Uh, uh, James Washington gone. Cut. Ray, cut. He's cut. <laughs> Ray, Ray Ray McLeod gone. We're not gonna have any wide receivers. I say we get rid of one more and we trade them. Let's just trade them while we can. What do we get for him? Can we get a second for him? Can we get a third for him? If we could, why not? Deontay Johnson will be the only wide receiver we have coming in the camp. That will be great. Uh, just he, how can you? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's like, listen, you, you have been, you have been, uh, you, I, I, as much as I give you shit for terrible takes and being wrong on things, this is one that I will agree with you and I will fully, fully support that you were right about Chase Claypool from the beginning. I didn't like him either, but you know that's just how I feel about any guy coming out of Notre Dame for the most part. Um, but you know, here we are and he, he is who you said he would be. And I agree the Steelers need to cut bait, but again, it's how do you cut bait when it's very documented what he has done and what he has been. Yes. I think that there are players in their locker rooms that will take him in, but he, I don't know if you can fix that or find an environment that thrives in because well, here's the thing. Here's the here's the uh, the caveat on having a Mike Tomlin and a standard is the standard in a franchise that is the Steelers. And I'm not saying this to be you know braggadocious. I'm it's, it's the truth. If a kid like this, I mean, you could. It's how do you sell it? How do you spin it? Oh, he's a kid. He's a young kid. He's learning. He made a mistake. Blah blah blah. He's got all the talent in the world. Yeah, sure. Coming out of Oakland, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sorry, Vegas or, or or somewhere like or Houston or something. Yeah, let's bring him in. But if he can't. If he can't get his act together in Pittsburgh, and then the Steelers are like, hey, we want nothing to do with this kid. Oh, God, that's a huge red flag. Because it's Pittsburgh, because it's Tomlin, if they're like, hey, we can't fix him, then everybody in the league is going to be like, oh, he's broken. And we don't get it. We'll just have to straight up cut him. Or he turns it around and he becomes the Walter Payton Man of the Year next year. I, that's not going to happen. Don't 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 get excited, folks. He, he's a, he's a he's a bum. He's a by bum. Way, he's I'm, even not that good. I'm, I'm counting that as a fine, by the way. That was an Oakland Raiders reference. So I'm counting it as a fine. Money in the jar. Money in the jar. God damn it. But so so who are you taking in this game? I'm taking the Steelers. Did I say that? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win this game at home. Once again, give everybody hope. It's going to be the second half of that that Chargers game, the second half of the Vikings game. We're going to end up winning this game against Tennessee, and then we're going to get absolutely embarrassed by Kansas That's City, right. and then we'll probably beat the Browns, probably beat the Ravens, and then we'll need some sort of miracle that Jacksonville beats the Colts, and then we'll be the seventh seed. And who knows? Maybe we'll be going to Los Angeles to play the Buccaneers. I don't know. Or we're drafting 10th. It's crazy. It's a crazy season, folks. I didn't even make the playoffs in a single one of my fantasy leagues. Anything's, everything's up. Everything's down. Cats, dogs, living together. Absolute chaos. You got anything before we get out of here? If you're still playing for something <laughs> in fantasy football um, and you are, if you are a, a team that is fortunate enough to be on the bye, if you have not already dropped your kicker to add another player off of waivers between now and next week, then you are doing yourself absolutely no favors. 
you can pick up a kicker any old week. You know, unless you've got Justin Tucker, drop your kicker, go out and take a flyer on a guy who is on the waiver wire because you don't know when injuries or COVID are going to hit this season. Just because you are not playing doesn't mean you are not playing right now. Um, so that's my, that's my little fantasy nugget before we get out of here tonight. Very interesting strategy there. I didn't even think of that. So that's good. I, I went out. I went out and I went out and dropped Ryan Suckup because I'm the one seed, and so I have a buy. I went out and drafted. I picked up AJ Green as soon as soon as I heard DeAndre Hopkins is out for the regular season. You know who's gonna be real upset about that? Stat Boy Charlie. Oh, Stat Boy Charlie. Stat Boy Charlie got screwed out of the the second buy in our league as well. We didn't get screwed. He lost fair and square. But you, you know, he, <laughs> screwed is a bit he, of an <laughs> It's an operative of the word. But uh, yeah, he you know he 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 lost a close one. Uh, but yeah, that's it for us. Make sure you're checking out our sponsors, Silk City Hot Sauce. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com. Get yourself some delicious hot sauce by using the code Rivals. R-I-V-A-L-S. You're going to get 15% off your entire order at SilkCityHotSauce.com. Get yourself some hot sauce. Help yourself. Help us. Help the show. You're a fan of us. Buy some hot sauce. Also, a big shout out to Voodoo Ranger. Thank you for everything you do. And check out all the shows here on Paper House Network, including the Commissioner Comedy with James Mattern, episodes with Matt Pavich, and One Peace of Mind with Nico White, plus all the other great ones as well. Simon, I had a blast with you in, in Cleveland last week. I looking forward to going back. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was fantastic. The Cavs game was fantastic, and it was a good time just hanging with you, buddy. Even though I was in that shithole that you call Cleveland, we were there for over for, for seventy two hours and to get one Bone Thugs and Harmony reference. I'm a little upset about that actually. So, well, it's a good reason to go back. All right, there we'll go back to East Ninety Nine and St. Clair. I'm sure that's a safe place for us. We'll see you next week, folks. It's the Rust Belt Rivals here on Paper House Network. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Let's get a let's get a postponement.